This is a mother-daughter podcast, but it is not for kids. This podcast will be discussing adult subject matter that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Don't Look Podcast. This is a podcast where I watch movies with my mom, so you don't have to with yours. My name is Kat. And I'm Kat's mom. And this is our first episode. It's very exciting. We are super excited to do this. And I guess we just want to talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing and why we're doing it. Um, and kind of how we got to this very strange place. Yeah, it's... Uh, not the typical spot that I feel like a mother-daughter would end up, but here we are. Here we are. So a long, long time ago, uh, I uh, took my beautiful daughter to go see what I figured was a very important film, uh, especially given what was going on with the political climate at the time. It was 1984. And the film, not the, the year. The film, not the year. <laughs> no. And uh, I was really excited because it was it was super important, and I remembered watching it you know, many years ago and thinking like, this is, you know, some real cinema here that everybody should be watching, especially, you know, with some of the things that were going on politically at the time. It's like, this is real. This is now, you know, Big Brother is watching you, all these things. And completely had forgotten that there was about, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes like of super, time. super unsexy, full frontal nudity that happens like smack in the middle of that film. And we were sitting in our local movie palace watching this thing, <laughs> and there was absolutely nowhere to go and nothing to do. So at that point, I think it was just kind of a throw your hands up movie and be like, well, guess we're doing this now. <laughs> just yeah, kind of moved on. I want to give a quick shout out to the Colonial Theater for bringing us that experience. Uh, <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. And, and look how far we've come. Very far. Um, you know, and after that, I think it was just... Movie upon movie, the joke in our house was we're not watching it unless it has complete full frontal nudity in it. So, I mean, everything, you know, after that, Life of Brian, um, you know, any number of other films <laughs> that have come through with, you I know, just different different types of right. nude bodies. And I think a lot of it is we watch a lot of horror, too, and that tends to be a trope that they play on in a lot of horror movies is like, hey, this will get people in the audience. So I guess the, the whole purpose of this is uh, because we've seen a lot of uncomfortable films. Um, you and know, we're going to see more, and we're going to this. see more. Um, you know, at at this point, you know, Cat is twenty one. She's grown. She's an adult. So we're kind of on a, at least a slightly more even footing than we <laughs> were with that first fateful outing. Um, but just to kind of see if you parents out there, and also any of the the teens who may be listening, some moments of uh, accidental embarrassment when right. you go to watch maybe. You know, a film that you think is like, oh, no big deal. And, you know, maybe you could just kind of remind your mom and dad, like, oh, there's like a 10-minute sex scene in yeah, here. Yeah, we're like, oh, I heard really I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I really heard I heard really good things about this film. I've been wanting to see it for a while. It should be our next family movie. And I'm like, ah, may- maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> so 
we've picked out 12 absolute bangers that uh, I consider to be some pretty great films. Um, you know, we're not here to watch anything. We're not here to watch straight up porn or like crazy extreme horror or like absolute torture sessions or anything like that or, you know, something that's going to go completely over the top. That would obviously be something wildly uncomfortable. We're here to do more of... Um, but not just general uncomfortable, but uncomfortable to watch with a parental unit. With a parent yeah. or, or a grandparent or, or a, guardian a guardian of some kind yeah. in your family or maybe even like your little brother or sister. Like maybe it's not a family appropriate film. Right. right. Um, this is something that you would like watch with your friends. Yeah. So, I mean. Or, you know, like not with your friend's family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> if you don't know them all that well. <laughs> You're not going to suggest something like that. When I was a kid, I guess my family was a little bit more liberal with the movies, and I had suggested Spaceballs <laughs> to my friend, not realizing that her family was, like, ultra-conservative Christian <laughs> family. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Mel Brooks Spaceballs, this is so good, you guys are going to love that. And then it was, like, immediately regretting my decision <laughs> in their living room as, like, you know, the parents are exchanging worried looks between them, and their, <laughs> her little sisters are painting their toenails <laughs> on the floor, so... <laughs> I guess this is just like a thing that's been following right. me throughout my life. <laughs> uh, now, our uncomfortability level is probably going to be very different than a lot of other households, partially because we've done a lot of this and partially because um, we're just a very different household than other households. <laughs> Take that in mind when we review them at the end, um, just because, you know, what we say may be different for our household than it is for yours. Um, I watched Friday the 13th with my 23-year-old friend for the first time. He had never seen it. I absolutely love it. And then he was thrown off by the fact that there is, like, you know, some light sex scenes in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I And I think it, it that's kind of something that will happen with classic films, especially around Halloween. People kind of forget. It's like, oh, you know, I want to I wanna show little Jimmy, you know, Halloween, it's a classic, you know, I think he's never seen it before and he's 15 and it's going to be great. And then, you know, you kind of forget that PJ Souls' boobs are like yeah. real prominent <laughs> there for a while. And um, like a good while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I don't know that it's something that, you know, little Jimmy's mom is really remembers because last time she saw it was like, you know, 25, 30 years ago with her friends <laughs> like she's not really thinking about it that clearly so I guess kind of you know we're just here to have those uncom uncomfortable moments together to kind of save you guys out there or just to entertain you for uh listening to us kind of be a little uncomfortable because there are some doozies on here that I'm kind of regretting, <laughs> regretting putting, putting on, on the, the list. list and I haven't seen <laughs> so, like most of them yet so I'm very excited <laughs> I was real gung-ho when we wrote this down but now that we're sitting here I'm a little bit <laughs> less gung-ho about it we're gonna watch things that have kind of been out in the in the mainstream a little bit maybe a little not quite the mainstream but are at least known to a, a good number of people these aren't going to be films that are coming out of left field that like nobody's heard of before i'd like to watch a couple weird ones like i think <laughs> lamb would be fun Okay, we can watch like a couple weirdo, <laughs> like a little bit more obscure films. But for the most part, especially for, you know, our first go around here, we're going to try and keep it with something that you may encounter, you know, in the wild. It may be like, you know, ooh, let's watch something interesting and exciting. You know, everybody's home from college and let's gather around and watch this cool thing that I watched, you know, back when I was in college. It's going to be great. Yeah, or like this is on stars. Let's 
Turn it on. Yeah, let's just see what this is about. So we've got some oldies but goodies. We've got some slightly newer stuff. We have a, a good list of 12 fantastic films that I have carefully curated. Um, but we also want to throw in some, if we have some, some cool ones that just kind of come up, some new stuff that comes out. Um, we just saw Cocaine Bear not that long ago, and, and that was kind oh, of fun. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... Um, uh, recent um, Oscar winner, everything, everywhere, everything all at everywhere all at once has much more uncomfortable. Definitely than some Bear. uncomfortable moments in there that maybe you wouldn't anticipate from an Oscar-winning film. Uh, no spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Um, just a side note, though, all of what we're doing is going to contain bad spoilers. So if, if it is something, if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers, you might want to pick a different episode, right? Absolutely. We are going to do the public service of giving you exact um, times, timestamps for when you may want to make an emergency exit. We'll tell you how long you should plan to be away for um, when action is going to resume as a normal and you can just kind of come back and resume your life. Uh, you know, you can just grab that snack or whatever it is that you need to do um, and uh, so on and so forth. So we've got 12 movies that we've picked out from my curated list. We're hoping to do one a month, so this is going to take us for about a year. I do want to say a lot of these movies are intergenerational. A lot of them are before my time, during my time, and, you know, it, it, so on and so forth. So a lot of them are dated. We might have dated language. We might have some dated attitudes uh, towards gender or sexual orientation or a lot of other things. So I think our general attitude is that we want to be respectful of the time in which the movie was created and what was happening around that time within the world and right. and how the attitudes might have been then and kind of be respectful of that and also be respectful of how attitudes are changing, how things are different now. Um, we are going to try very hard to use appropriate language. I am still learning. Um has an old so I'm, I'm trying to learn and grow and I think that you know we're, we're both trying to be super conscious of things because we are going to have some films coming up that are going to deal with um, gender and maybe um, oh, yeah, different ideas sure. of sexuality and and you know different things are going to kind of be at play and we just really want to be respectful of that we're very LGBTQ friendly um, we're trans friendly we're pretty much friendly to whatever um, <laughs> We're super easygoing people, so I mean, we're not here to like shame right, anybody right, in any exactly. kind of way or, or any kind of thing like that. We just want to put that out there. But like, some of these movies are going to use some kind of language and, and some attitudes some that will respect that, the times, right. you know. And it's just you can't, unfortunately, you know, you can't change that, and you kind of have to look at it from a different lens at times. And you know, we don't necessarily, or I don't necessarily think that makes it a bad film. Um, it's just kind of a reflection of how things were, and. I mean, I try to appreciate it for that and just kind of move on from that and understand that some of the attitudes are going to be a little bit dated. Yeah, and we're, we're going to try and avoid anything that's too, um, like, too, too dated, I guess, or, like, just... No, we're not. No, we're not. We're not <laughs> avoiding anything. I lied. I know not. Well, I said I haven't... Like I said, I haven't seen there, about there half are of some, these. There are some oh, very no. clear ones. That um, one of which you have seen that is that going to be very of. difficult, I think, uh, um, with some okay. issues. That's that's fair. I'm that's just saying, Pride Month is coming, <laughs> 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 and we have we have a feature film, so <laughs> it's gonna be good. Um, 
we're gonna do our best if we do say something that makes you uncomfortable we're not doing it intentionally by any means if we use language that maybe we we just don't realize it because there's a lot of stuff that um is constantly changing with the way that things are supposed to be and we will try and be as respectful of that as possible um it's just coming from a place of not knowing not knowing so i mean we're absolutely open for education of you know just be nice because we're trying to so (laughs) (laughs) that's all we ask i mean i am perfectly happy to learn and grow i think that's an important part of living in life it's just you know if you have feedback we'd love to hear it just you know preferably nicely instead of yelling that would be fantastic (laughs) so just be kind to us not that we anticipate doing anything horrible but you know yeah and we're stupid we'll give you a link to reach out to us at the end of the episode yep all right so that being said this year this podcast journey we are gonna go from kubrick to kubrick and we're gonna start out with a familiar fan favorite the The Shining. shining A lovely little wintry film from 1980, um, starring Jack Nicholson as the lovely Jack Torrance. And uh, infamously, <laughs> poor Shelley Duvall was driven absolutely out of her pretty little mind um, with the during this whole ash thing. Ever. <laughs> with her notoriously long cigarette <laughs> ash. <laughs> um, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and tackle this one. And this is gonna be the start. Uh, we are looking to progressively get a little bit more uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Um, as the the podcast progresses. So we're going to start with this lovely little Kubrick classic, and we're going to finish up with a slightly more uncomfortable, dare I say, uh, Kubrick classic. There are so many to choose from, but I picked a, a personal favorite of mine, and I'm not going to tell anybody what that is. We welcome your guesses, though, if you have <laughs> ideas in mind. <laughs> I'd like to see if any of you get it. Yes. And, I mean, we're absolutely open to, to doing other films in the process as well. And, um, you know, so feel free to suggest things. Like I said, we're not here to watch, like, straight-up porn or anything that's meant to make a grown man blush. We are um, just looking at, at, at doing some fun films that uh, maybe w- you wouldn't think of as being super uncomfortable. But then you remember. <laughs> you remember. Suddenly. Yeah, this, this one's a good example of this, of that. Um I've definitely been like, oh, you know, like those uncomfortable moments in The Shining. And people have been like, that's that's not an uncomfortable film. What are you talking about? But we will refresh your memory because yeah. there's at least two or three things I can think of off the top of my head. That are yeah, like, this this Ooh. was another one that we, we kind of saw together, but apart because I was like, you go sit with your friends up in the theater up over here. And I'm going to sit in the back <laughs> over here and uh, we'll just meet up afterwards and discuss how you felt about it. <laughs> So, I mean, we'll have a, a scale of how uncomfortable it was for me to watch with my daughter. I will tell you how uncomfortable it is to watch with my mother. And then we'll just have an overall scale of how good we thought the film was. I mean, if it's worth those uncomfortable moments, um, just sit through them and grit your teeth. Or you got to get the heck out of there. Or just skip this film altogether. Don't watch it with a parent or anybody that, you know, you might make you uncomfortable with. Don't go see it on a first date. Um, Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a good idea. I mean, even I if mean, they say they're a cinephile, <laughs> you just don't know. So. Depends on how you're judging your dates, I mean. <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, some of these might be a good first date for me, but I got a taste, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And I think, uh, you I have think anything else? Or? No, I think with that, we're ready to we're ready watch to the film. Let's roll that film. All right.
masterpiece of modern horror, directed by Stanley Kubrick, starring Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall, rated R, opens Friday, June 13. Check newspapers for local listings. All right, and that was The Shining. I've seen this movie more times than I can count, and I still love it. It's definitely a great film. I am a, a big fan of most of Stanley Kubrick's work, and even though he's a little bit problematic, and I know he was a little bit problematic in this film, um, I don't care. <laughs> so, and I'm not going to go down 100 rabbit holes talking about Kubrick and everything that he did in this movie, because I did make Cat watch Room 237 after this was over, and I'm going to tell you... <laughs> The moon landing footage was faked. It was absolutely faked. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. And Stanley Kubrick no, faked no, no. it. And The Shining was about it. Let's let's just be clear for a second. The moon landing itself is real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The footage is what we're saying. Oh yeah, we t- we totally went to and the moon. We I absolutely believe we went to the moon. But Stanley Kubrick faked the footage. It all happened. It all happened. It was real. It's <laughs> all right. But anyway, I digress. No, and and no, I I do right. highly recommend watching Room Two Thirty Seven. I think it brings up a lot of good. If you have a lot of love for for The Shining, and if you yes. have a lot of love for Stanley Kubrick, and and you want to hear some really whacked out stuff, um, <laughs> please give the movie a watch. Some of it is just so ridiculous; it's amazing, and some of it's absolutely true, like the moon landing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I highly, I highly recommend. I just to kind of give you an idea of what it's like to try and go down this rabbit hole and take a deeper dive. But that's not what we're here. I would love to take right. this offline and talk about Kubrick all day, but I'm not gonna. So and there, there is a lot of dis- discussion about the uncomfortability of the filming of the f- of The Shining with the yes. whole feud between Kubrick and King yep. and everything that happened with Shelley Duvall. Yeah, that's poor girl. also un- why we're not here. If you guys want us to discuss that, we can maybe do a bonus episode, but that's not what this is about. Yeah, that's not what the podcast is here for. I'm sure there are hundreds of other podcasts out there that have have gone down this this road, and this is specifically to talk about how uncomfortable we were watching this like super fantastic movie about the faking of the footage of the moon landing. So. <laughs> brief summary of the movie just in case you have not watched it or you don't watch want to watch it um which is understandable because it deals with a lot of heavy triggering themes such as isolation domestic abuse alcoholism child abuse so we understand if you want to skip this one it's there are a lot of of potentially triggering things that happen so i mean if, if you got some some issues regarding any of those things you're probably going to want to give it a miss or if horror is just not your bag then that's you know, another perfectly reasonable absolutely don't do it but it is a phenomenal movie it's not a traditional horror movie in any way shape or form which i know kind of upset a lot of people when they first saw it it's not really a traditional like kubrick and it's not really a traditional horror it's kind of its own thing um which kind of had people scratching their heads but it's one of those things that it kind of captures your imagination, even if you don't realize it at the time, and it kind of just kind of keeps you coming back. And I think part of it is because the, the casting was so awesome, and, and you awesome. just really get involved with these people. And I think part of it is because the cinematography was just, like, wild, and because there are so many little 
like Easter eggy rabbit holey type of things that are in there that you're just like, did I just see that? What I the mean, heck was that? I'd Why also love there? to give a point out to the soundtrack, which is just absolutely amazing Super from well. beginning to end. It's so memorable and it really, you can feel it in your chest, yeah. like from that first opening death march of a song. Totally. So what happens? You have this gorgeous hotel out in the middle of Northern Colorado which is massive, based on the Stanley Hotel, which is a real hotel, which you can go stay at, which I haven't done, so still on the bucket list for me. I'm getting old, so if anybody wants to send me there for my birthday, that'd be so great. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a special episode <laughs> there one time. So you guys send us the money, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll start, start a Kickstarter. <laughs> so <laughs> you have this massive giant hotel, and it's looking for a caretaker for five months out of the year when it's not operational during the winter. So it shuts down in October, and it goes all the way through April, nobody there. So they're like, hey, let's just, like, have a family stay here and, like, totally take care of this gigantic, massive, lonely, isolated hotel. And By themselves. By just themselves. one family. And, you know, the phone lines probably won't work and the roads are going to be impassable. But, you know, cool, cool, cool. Everything's going to be fine. So they go out on a search. They, uh, they find this, this gentleman, Jack Torrance, who has a wife and a small son, Danny. And um, he like, used to be a school teacher. Yep. And now wants to be a writer and figures this is a great way for him to get away and write his great American novel. Yep. So they're like, yeah, match made in heaven, right? Yeah, sure. So (laughs) Jack packs up his wife, Wendy, his son, Danny, and they all troop up to this beautiful, isolated, massive, massive, spooky hotel. And hijinks ensue. So you have Wendy, who's just trying to be the good wife. You have Jack, who is a uh, trying to be a writer, has a history of alcoholism, has a little bit of an accidental on-purpose child abuse, say, um, you know, going on. So we have, like, a rocky relationship between Danny and his dad. We have kind of a rocky little bit between, you know, Jack and Wendy. Because Wendy's really just trying to be a good wife and keep the peace. She really is. She's trying so hard. And your heart just kind of bleeds for her in this movie where she's trying so desperately just to be like, everything's fine. Everything's okay. And she's even talking to herself a couple times during the movie like, it's all good. Everything's going to be all right. We're just going to we're just gonna rally. We're just going to make this work. And you're just like, oh, sweetie. So they go up there. We find out our little friend Danny has what they call The Shining. Shining. He meets a lovely gentleman named Dick Halloran, who's played by Scatman Carruthers, who's just like a fantastic character. I love him so much. Um, And he kind of talks to Danny in the beginning of the movie, and they find out that they each kind of share this gift. And, you know, he kind of talks to Danny about it, like, hey... You know, you have this little friend, Tony. Who lives in your mouth. Who lives in your mouth. That's cool. And his, his <laughs> Danny's family does know about Tony, but they think he's just, like, an innocent imaginary friend. They don't know that Tony shows him things or gives him, like, like premonitions or, yeah, or any of that. like that. So he's like, does he ever tell you anything about the hotel? And Danny's like, I don't know. It's like dreams, but I forget. And he's like okay and danny's like well, what about this this one room this room 237 and dick's like don't you go in there nothing in there concerns you boy <laughs> yeah so it's like oh you see visions everything's cool 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 i love that that's awesome for you it's like don't you dare do this thing so we know immediately like this is the one thing danny's not supposed to do and i think in that moment we know this that's is what exactly he's gonna what he's gonna yeah, do yeah exactly <laughs> So anyway, the family's there, time goes on, everything's great to begin with, and then, of course, hijinks ensue, things start to deteriorate, 
crazy stuff begins to happen. You know, maybe there's some twins over there. Maybe there's some blood over there. Maybe there's some stuff that's going on. So I think everybody kind of knows the the elevator doors. I think everybody knows the Shining Twins. I think these are all kind of things that are red iconic. Rum, yeah, red the Red Rum. Yeah. You know, these are all just iconic moments in the movie that, you know, we know we're going to see and we know we're going to expect. But we're here just to talk about the uncomfortable moments of the movie that maybe you forgot about when you saw this movie 20 years ago. So let's uh let's hit it. Let's dive right in. So for the beginning of the film, aside from like a few uncomfortable family moments with Jack and Danny and just like that weird uncomfortability there. Yeah, there's some really weird like father son moments where you're just like <laughs> Yeah. Not like uncomfortable to watch with like a person, but just like in just ooh. Yeah, and maybe maybe it'd be a bit different if you had like daddy issues and were watching with your dad, but um, definitely this is like generally kind of like there to make you a bit uncomfortable yeah. type moments rather than yeah. something like, oh, I don't know that I want to yeah. watch it. I mean, this. and the movie is peppered with things to p- that are there to make you uncomfortable. It's the whole point. So, I mean, I you mean you're going to have yeah, some of that. It's kind of the point of this yeah. type of horror. But you're good for most of the movie. And then we start to get uncomfortable at an hour and 10 minutes in. Uh, and this moment will last for about. A minute and 12 seconds, and it's not even not even that, that bad. uncomfortable. Not even that bad. No, you can really just look away from the screen uh, for a brief minute and a half. And really all we're talking about here is some gorgeous naked boobs. So you have... Let's set the scene. Yeah. You have Dick Halloran, who is has gone home. He's in Miami. He's living his best life today. Um, he's trying to forget about his life at the Overlook Hotel just for, you know, for the winter break. He's, he's watching the news. Watching the news, and they're talking about, like, this horrible, horrible winter storm that's going to hit in Colorado. And he gets, like, a twinge. And what it is is it's our boy Danny up in Colorado using his gift to let Dick know, hey, my dad's starting to go a little crazy. Things are getting a little weird. I'm seeing some crazy stuff. Like, I think it may not be kosher here at the Overlook Hotel. And so... Dick's kind of getting this vision. We kind of pan up from the TV. I think we zoom out, but... Either way. Either way. We see the picture above the TV is a beautiful, mostly nude woman with her boobs out. Then we look at... You, you can't see anything else, just her, her boobs. Just her boobs. Then we look back at Dick, and then kind of above him is another like nude woman kind of turned to her side, and it's more boobs. So if you have an issue with boobs, if you don't want to see boobs with anybody that's with you... You probably shouldn't be watching anything by Stanley Kubrick, but hey, you made the choice. You're in it. Just, you know, go look away. Go grab a soda real quick. Come on back. Yeah, Everything's going to be look fine. Look down at your phone for yeah. a couple minutes. It, it's, text. it's not that bad. Just want to let you know they're there. Yeah. And there's nothing like auditorily that's yeah. bad on that one. Yeah. Right. Just, a, just a little quickie to get you in the mood. Now, you don't have much time to relax after that one because after that comes our most famous i would argue uh, uncomfortable scene in the movie and that is the events of room 237 yeah and this <laughs> is this is the the longest bit of uncomfortableness that you're going to find it lasts for how long roughly 3 minutes and what time does that happen and that starts at 1 hour and 13 minutes 
Okay, so we already know room 237 is going to be a big deal because good old Dick Halloran told Danny, whatever you do. Don't go on room 237. So, of course. Well, and Danny tries the knob on door 237. Yeah, he's already, like he already pokes in. around with it. But this time he's he riding finds, his big yeah. wheel. He the finds door the door is open. unlocked open with the key in it. So, I mean, you know, being a dumb kid. Here he goes. I mean, what I guess one could say it was like he was going to, he had to pull them in, but whatever. <laughs> Kids are just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Curiosity killed the cat again. Oh, so that satisfaction brought him back. <laughs> no, it didn't. Not in this case. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny goes into room 237 and he comes out of room 237 and finds his parents downstairs and he is a mess. He's got bruising around his neck. His collar of his little. Apollo 11 sweater is ruined and he's sucking his thumb he's catatonic and daddy is no longer here Mrs. Torrance it's just Tony now because he's completely retreated into his um, alter ego Tony so you know what happens Wendy freaks out Wendy freaks out immediately assumes it's Jack because there's there's nobody nobody else else there and Jack has been violent towards Danny before, so right. it so make this sense. sends our Jack into a crazy manic spiral where he goes to the bar, which is supposed to be empty, and finds a bartender and a whole bunch of liquor and craziness. He wants to start drinking again, so I mean, it's all there at his fingertips, right? And that that monologue when he first sees Lloyd, the bartender, is, in my opinion, the scariest part of the movie. It's pretty awful. I think that he's such a good actor for that. And it's, I think, part of the reason that I find him just a terrifying man in general now. That and the Joker. But <laughs> and I think it's wild because it, it is very much what like a, a relapse would be. You see how angry he is. He was trying to be the good guy. He was trying to keep his family together. He was trying to abstain from alcohol. He made one mistake and they're always holding it against him, holding it against him. And here we go, and then it just the hotel just giving him everything that he wants because it wants to take him for its own. So beautiful Lloyd, the bartender, is there bringing him some whiskey. He is drinking it. Is it real? We don't know. Is it just ghost stuff? We don't know. But later on, Wendy comes to find him, and it's all gone. No Lloyd, no booze, no nothing. It's just Jack, just alone, Jack alone at an empty bar. And Wendy's like, no, 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 I know it wasn't you because Danny told me there's a crazy woman in room 237 and she did this to him and I need you to go in there and I need you to find out who it is and, and get rid of them and, and, and we're going to deal with it. And, and, you know, Wendy just ever, you know, let's go. We're going to rally. We're going to do this and, and I need you to handle it and it's going to be great and we're going to fix it and we're going to we're going to fix Danny and we're going to be so good. So <laughs> I think she kind of jumps on this opportunity that it's not him even though however crazy it may sound that somehow there's a woman that's been in this hotel the whole time because how could she get there and this is like months into their stay at this point yeah so i mean she's so desperate to latch onto the fact that it's not jack that she doesn't even care you know that that her explanation is wackadoodle so then off goes jack to go find out what's going on you know being the dutiful husband it's like oh first you blame me and now you want me to go deal with it typical so um, he goes in, and aside from the most gorgeous bathroom I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, the the <laughs> only bathrooms that we have ever seen that even come close to it are at the uh, botanical garden that's located near us, which is um, 
Longwood Gardens. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. If you're ever in Chester County, Pennsylvania, go to Longwood Gardens. Go to Longwood it Gardens. It was like the house of uh, like the mansion of this really rich man and his gardens, and they're beautiful. Absolutely phenomenal gardens. Anytime, any season. They always have like really cool events and stuff. Just yeah. Look up but their I mean, screw all that. If you don't <laughs> care about flowers, <laughs> it's you worth don't care the about price flowers. of admission just, just to, go to, to see these bathrooms. freaking and bathrooms. These are the ba- these bathrooms are hidden away. I would say they're probably the least used bathrooms in the gardens, which is a <laughs> shame because they're beautiful and they have heated toilet seats, which is great in the winter. And they're wicked clean. They're so clean. And I'm gonna tell you, everything is just like an amazing dream of what the future was supposed to be from like the 70s like a like a 2001 space odyssey version of bathrooms yeah, that we so always wanted but never got if you if you're in the observatory um there's the green wall which is just like a wall of plants a wall of and plants. it goes and on this like it's it's beautiful wall goes on this like long curved hallway and on the opposite side of the hallway from the green wall are all of these bathrooms which even just from the outside like when the door locks a little light turns on and it's just kind of sci-fi-esque like yeah vintage version of the future it's amazing but you go onto the inside and like everything is so smooth the colors are so bright so bright and vibrant and you will absolutely be blown away you'll be blown away but anyway it's not quite the bathroom in room 237 but it's the closest that i've ever come Yes, or to like a general Kubrick-esque bathroom. And, and maybe it's better that it's not the exact bathroom in room 237 because what does Jack find when he gets there? So when Jack enters room 237, he finds, uh, he walks through the master bedroom uh, into the bathroom, stands in the doorway, and a woman peels back the shower curtain and is just lying in the tub. She then steps out of the tub, which is super unsafe. Super there's unsafe. no bath mat. There's no bath mat. And the tub <laughs> is like a tiny little, like there's a tiny little sliver. And then you have to step down again. It's like, <laughs> it's who so designed unsafe. this bathroom? So unsafe. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. What if she slipped? <laughs> but luckily she does not slip. She does not slip. Unluckily, luckily. Yeah. She does not slip. She walks in. She is this like tall gorgeous blonde woman yeah she's like super with like very light, sharp features toned just like a very striking beautiful woman who very like slowly and languidly gets up out of the tub and then walks across the bathroom to jack who is like you know grubby <laughs> like in his jacket his and flannel and his, yeah, his shirt, plaid like shirt <laughs> and his jeans and his boots you know, who's, like, theoretically just drinking a whole bunch of whiskey at a bar. Like, just looks a hot mess. And, and she just, like, is like, hey, baby. Yeah, and <laughs> no words are exchanged during this whole thing. No. She just gets out of the tub, walks over, wraps his, her arms around his neck, and they just start making they out. They just start making out. And it's this, like, bizarre, slow-motion, kind of dreamlike scene with just this heartbeat that you hear in the background so you're just watching this you know full frontal nudity weird make out kind of yeah, session that feels like it lasts about four and a half hours so long um it doesn't but it feels that way <laughs> um yeah you know. it definitely feels that way um and it's just like this weird separation of jack from his family at that yeah, point oh, absolutely like He's he totally goes in there to try and like defend his family but then is like 
why should I? Why should I? It's just like, you know, first we're going to give some alcohol. Now we're going to give some sex. Like, we're just going to give you everything that you can get, like, from your family. Like, it's just not because, I mean, this woman, no offense to Shelley Duvall, but I mean, <laughs> this woman is almost the opposite of her. Like, she's, you know, tall and blonde and Shelley Duvall's kind of like smaller and brunette it's just it, there's just like yeah, a totally and like they're like this woman in from the tub is very like fit and trim looking and shelly is like very thin yeah, and kind of skeletal frail. almost yeah. yeah i mean it's just it's a totally again nothing thing. against shelly duvall i no, think she's amazing. i think she's adorable she, i love her I, to yes but to like death, this but is kind of a, a polar opposite situation and it is just wild. So yeah. they're they're going she gives to me town. very like Norwegian supermodel yeah. vibes. Yeah, very much. Like kind of like a Heidi Klum yes. sort of yes. situation. Like a sharper, going on. tall, like Heidi yeah. Klum, yes. So all this is going on. They're making out. He's so into it. And then he kind of gives a glance over her shoulder where the giant mirror is for the bathroom and gets the shock of his life. He sees that she is not some beautiful temptress, but instead this like older heavier rotting, rotting woman i think rotting is the uh <laughs> is the lead there i mean <laughs> i mean you know some people are into the old ladies but i mean not the rotting ones not the mostly rotting ones, mostly um did but just see necromantic the other day so i can't <laughs> say not everybody's into them like her skin is green and like greasy soapy looking with just like patches falling yeah. off and as like if moldy. she had been in that bathtub for a number of years. It always <laughs> like for a while. It always <laughs> makes me think of like um drag queen hip pads that are like under uh, liquid latex yeah. is what it always looks like to yeah, me. Yeah, they're like they're just they're just so gross. And it's she's just, just and you know, she's also well and truly nude. So now you have this cackling old woman and so we're yeah, we're Jack flashing back to her in the tub and her standing there kind of coming after him. Right. Jack freaks out and starts backing away because he's shook. And then this woman starts, like, following after him, just, like, cackling, <laughs> arms in the air. Like, everything is just kind of saggy, and all of her skin looks so tight. I think that's the cutest way to describe his reaction <laughs> to all of it. It's like, he's just shook. He's just shook. <laughs> he's, just, he's just shook. He's just shook. And he's just... He's, like, terrified. He's like, ah! Because, I mean, he just had this tongue down this woman's throat, and, like, all of a sudden, it's like, Ugh. Yeah, like, they were, like... like her hair's all falling out and yeah. everything. They were, like, <laughs> like ferociously, like, yeah. nomming on each and, other. And, and <laughs> here, here we go. So now we have this, again, nude, horrible thing, like, yeah. coming and after then you. Does he tell any of this to his wife? No. No, why he would He saw nothing. Danny did it to himself. Yeah, like, like deny, deny, deny. So, I mean, that's just this kind of a whole thing. But again, this th this scene only lasts for, like, what, three minutes three and minutes change. Three minutes and change. And it, it feels, feels so long. Because you've got, like, two mini scenes in one big scene. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is definitely the time for the microwave popcorn. It's the perfect amount of time yeah, for Yeah, I mean, popcorn. you really want to finish up your popcorn by around this time. Uh, you want to uh, be like, hey, guys, I'm going to head to the kitchen and pop a fresh bag. You have just the perfect amount of time to get that together and then pop back in and be like, hey, what did I miss? Right. So and you're <laughs> not if you're just like following along here for the ride, you're not really missing anything. So it's not a bad time to like step away. But yep. if you're like, hey, I'm watching for the actual story. Then right. It's a bit more difficult. Yeah. But I mean, you kn you know that he goes in there, you know, the bad things happen in there. You know that he comes out of here and denies everything. Right. So if you had watched it before and are watching it with someone who hasn't, I would recommend you walk away rather than send them away. Yeah. 
if you're watching it and it's just making you uncomfortable to watch it with whoever you're watching it with, then just like skip it and come back and watch it later by yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is a cool, it's scene. A cool scene. It's, it's like a cool scene. It's done in a very beautiful cinema, uh, cinematograph, cinem- cinematic way. Cinematic. <laughs> thank you. Cinematic. Way. All right. So that is that is your longest don't look moment. That is the the sexiest and least sexy. Uh, and it's, it's oh no maybe maybe not depending on what you're into. No, not the next one. Oh, the last one. The last um, one maybe. And y- it's, it's definitely not the next one. Definitely not the next one. <laughs> but the last one may be the sexiest um, for you. Yeah, and it's just like this very weird, s- wonderful scene. Uh, yeah. It's just it's so beautiful. So you go from this beautiful, sexy scene to a very unsexy scene um, that occurs a little bit later because our friend Jack is back at the bar after, you know, more hijinks ensue. But this time... There's not just Jack and Lloyd. It's a whole party happening. And it's there's the just July like 4th party in 1921. What a swinging party it is. Everybody's everywhere. And the drinks are flowing. And everybody looks gorgeous. And it's a whole vibe. Whole vibe. So Jack is getting another whiskey from Lloyd. And he finds out that his money is no good here. Right. Orders from the house. It's very interesting because... The first time he came in, he didn't have money in his wallet. He thought he had money, did not have money, and is like, hey, Lloyd, can I just get this for free? And Lloyd's like, your like, credit's good. Yeah, it's how's fine. my credit? Um, your credit's great. Yeah, and then now he goes, he's like, oh, let me pay up. I f- have money now suddenly for some unknown reason. And Lloyd's like, ah, your money's no good here, sir. Don't worry about it. It's orders from the house. Yeah, so it's kind of just like another little hint that Jack is becoming further embroiled in all of this and is becoming more one with the the overlook hotel so he grabs his whiskey he's like hey lloyd thanks you're freaking awesome love you lloyd you've always been the best and he goes and he turns and a waiter is coming and the waiter kind of swerves to avoid a party guest and then smack crashes into into jack with a tray full of Advocat. Advocat. I don't know what that is. I do you know what that do is? I do know what it is, and it's a Dutch drink, which is much like an eggnog. An oh, that's eggnog. what you thought before. It so. is. It's like a brandy and eggs and it sugar. It's orange. Is it orange? It, it's like eggnoggy color. Oh, I thought it's it like looked eggy. orange in the film. It's super eggy. I love eggnog. I know that's an unpopular opinion. I don't care. I, I love also it. love eggnog. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I would probably love an advocat. And I one of these days, when I go to the Overlook Hotel, <laughs> or the Stanley Hotel, I'm going to request an advocat, which I'm sure they have. I would love to try one. I don't know if it's a July type drink. I feel like it's a weird drink to be having on like July 4th. Well, we don't like know what they did time. in the 20s. Maybe things were weird then. Maybe things were weird. I mean, in Colorado, they probably then. have all the ice they need. That's true. All right, so anyway, anyway, he bumps into Jack and spills the advocate all over him, and he's like, let's go to the men's room, and we'll get you cleaned up. So in the process of him, you know, dabbing very gently at Jack's jacket with uh, with some water on a napkin, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, then Jack is like, hey, man, I know you. I've seen your picture. No, no, you haven't seen my picture. And he's like, yes, I have. You used to be the caretaker here. You're Dilbert Grady. You chopped up your family. No, Jack, (laughs) you've always been the caretaker here. It's always been you, Jack. And it's this really 
delicious um jack nicholson being jack nicholson that really sarcastic like hey yeah i know what's going on type of thing and this really you know very proper gentleman in in delbert grady who's With, like, like this nice suit I, I don't know what you're talking about nudge nudge wink wink yeah, i have no idea what's it's happening it's just a very nice contrast of characters because you have jack looking all grubby and not and great. he doesn't and belong at this party at all not at all and then you have delbert grady and like his slight british accent his wonderful suit like i really feel like it has tails on it like it's it's just a lovely it's thing. a lovely thing. it's a lovely thing and it's at that point where Delbert's kind of, you know, you know, your son, he's up to something and he's trying to involve a third party in our situation. He's trying to bring an outside yeah. person. And uh, the term that he uses to describe Dick Halloran is our, is our uncomfortable don't look moment. And it's more like a don't listen moment don't because listen moment, he, yeah. uses, he uses the N word. A few times. He uses it twice and Jack uses it and once. And Jack uses it once. So question. you've got three N-words coming up here, which is unfortunate, but, and you know, unfortunately a sign of the times, especially the times that Delbert would have been doing this in. Um, it was just a word they used to describe someone like Dick, which is suck because I love him. He's such a... <laughs> he's like one of the better characters. Like when he first meets <laughs> Danny, he goes hard trying to be friends. Yeah, he's like, he's just oh, a super oh, nice friend, guy. Yo, like what, what kind of food do you like? And he's like, <laughs> french fries. And he's like, I got you. Let's yeah, go have some ice cream. <laughs> yeah, he's just like such a sweetheart. And it's like, why? You guys really suck. So <laughs> it's like, that is coming. So if that makes you uncomfortable, um, plug your ears. Yeah, and it's a real shame because at like a very pivotal moment it's in the a plot, pivotal moment because that's kind of Delbert giving Jack the okay to go ahead and correct his family, as he likes to put it. Um, you know, if they're trying to go against his wishes, he should correct them and get them on the right path. And you know, his version of correction may be. Uh, murder wait <laughs> so it's a really awesome scene it's really well acted it's just really unfortunate use of a really derogatory term so just be prepared grit your teeth plug your ears do what you gotta do and did we give the timestamps for that uh i don't know if we did but that times in at an hour and 29 minutes and 20 seconds and it's just like a couple, yeah. like that conversation. Yeah, it's just it's just a few seconds long. Yeah. It's used in, at one point in the conversation briefly between the two of them. So it's an easy thing to miss if you really don't want to hear it, which is understandable. All right. And that brings us to the last and could be the sexiest. I, I think it's the worst. Certainly it's the most uncomfortable the most moment. Uncomfortable. Uh, don't look moment that they have. This is definitely a don't look. Um, yeah, you. there's no sound for this one. Because there's no sound. And it's just awful. And it is the one that it's great, I guess. It's, it's not awful. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. But it's it's the it's, it's the thing that will get you. It's it the thing that you're you. gonna remember. And when you're just chilling, having a burger, living your life, enjoying some spring air, you'll just pop into your head and just be like, Oh, why was that in there? 
Yeah, and we still don't know why it was there. Um, and like I, I said, we I know did there's watch a reason. 237. They don't mention it in 237. If one of you wants to send us your fan theory. I, I don't know that I want to know. I don't know that I want to know. <laughs> I mean, I But I'll read it. I would read it. I kind of want to know. You can send it to me. Um, but <laughs> Don't send it to me. <laughs> or maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'll read it anyway. I'm saying I'll read it and then I'll send it to her. Don't worry. <laughs> so it's it's it comes at the, the absolute climax the climax of action in the scene it, everything has gone to hell jack has gone nuts he's chasing everybody with a full-blown axe uh he's here for murder he's out for blood we've had the here's johnny scene like it, it's happening it's happening danny it was sent on. out of the hotel through the um the snowbank danny's gone he is out in the labyrinth he is running for his life he's not in, well he's in the kitchen i think is he in the, well wherever the hell he is <laughs> he's out of there he's um We've got Wendy, who has just completely lost it at this point. Uh, all her her best attempts to, to be positive and keep the family together and, and get everybody on the right track have gone completely awry. She is all alone. Uh, Danny's separated from her. Jack's trying to kill her. She's got nobody left in the world. Um, Dick Halloran has been killed. She, she's seen his body. She's starting to see the ghosts that are in the hotel that have been here the whole time that she's been willfully ignoring because she just... Wants everything to work out so bad. Here comes the elevator doors. Here comes the murdered twins. The room full of skeletons. The and room cobwebs. full of skeletons. We have that weird like Scooby Doo moment in there. I mean, it is just. Is this is this after she finds our boy uh, on the entryway floor? Or is that after? I, I think it's all in this time period. Yeah, so, so, d- so she's Dick. She Dick's sees gone. an actual murder that happened like by her husband's hands. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, she sees the dead there. Every, everything, everything's happening. Everything's happening. This poor woman is like gone. She's gone, and and I really feel like she just like <laughs> she loses d- control of her art. She, she you can see her breaking. She apart. breaks my heart every time I watch this because this woman tried so hard, and, and, and you know, in in real life, I feel like, and you know, in her character, it's like she she's just giving it everything she's got, and then um. You know, all all this is happening, and you're like, okay, and you're on this ride with her, and you're like, these are all things that she's seeing, that I've seen, that Danny's been seeing, that all this is going on, and then all of a sudden, she like comes to the end of the hallway because she has to turn a corner. I really feel like it's like a turning of the corner. Yeah, moment. and I mean, we've talked, uh, and they talk about this in, in room two thirty seven. Not to keep mentioning this thing, but I mean, it's like the the geography of the hotel makes no sense. So the hallways don't go always where you think they're going to, and, and it's just everything is wackadoo and you're trying to figure out what is where where is she going and you think you know but then you're not quite sure and the whole thing is so surreal so i don't even know where in the heck that hallway was supposed to be no or I'm where not this sure. bedroom like, I think, is or I think why she's she was be, like, there turning to go <laughs> to the stairwell i but it doesn't make any sense so it's all, you're already yeah. weirded out by the whole like geometry and of you're it just, you're just in panic mode like running with her like oh my gosh, we got to get out of here, girl, run, 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 like, don't even stop, don't even think about it, just keep going. So when she sees this open bedroom door, <sighs> she, like, she has to pause. pauses for a moment. Because? And, oh, God, it's horrible. So inside of the bedroom door, there is, at first you just see, like, Okay, so <laughs> there's this, you, you're, you're looking straight ahead, and there's a, a human person on their knees wearing the ugliest bear dog, yucky, hideous, it, ugly suit that you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the butt's out. 
and the jaw on the thing is weird and you're it's pretty like sure it can move it's like a ventriloquist puppet type of jaw and, and it's definitely got like a snoot to it like yeah it's got so that human person is on their knees facing a bed and As you, you don't see their face at first. You just see, like, their back and then, like, legs. Like, the, the, the edge of their legs, I think. If, well, you see this thing. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, another person pops up from the bed, like, leans forward. Yeah, they're the, like, so, bear dog person the on bear their knees turns in, to face at the you. foot of the bed. The bear turns to face you. Bear turns you coming. to face you. Turns to face you. Person, the the male gentleman on the bed kind of is sitting up, leaning forward into the doorway so that he is turning to face you. So now you have the gentleman looking at you. You have the bear dog thing looking at you. It's lingering for a good 10 seconds. Yeah, it's, it, this one is, I feel like, longer than it needs to be. But also, it's the length that you need to absorb everything that you've been told. And because I still don't know what I'm looking ridiculous. at. Ridiculous. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's bizarre and it's strange and it kind of comes from left field but somehow still makes sense in the in the mix of everything and what was the timestamp on that one that is you've got a long time between the the previous one and this one to just sit back and enjoy the movie because <laughs> this one we're comes in we're at the bitter end this one comes in at 2 hours 9 minutes and 50 seconds okay. so you've got so like you think you're scot free You've got like half an hour. You're just like, just oh, chilling. this is fun. We've got some axe murder. We're running around in a hedge <laughs> maze. Everything's cool, cool, cool. And then the next thing you know, here comes this weird bear suit, dog suit, whatever suit. Yeah, it's definitely the what the heck did I just watch what the movie. Heck? And you know, you know it's hanky panky, but you're not sure what kind. But you're sure it's something. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> like you're like thirty to forty percent sure what kind. But <laughs> you're like, how is this? Did I just see? What do you? And then you're like, do I want to know? And then you're like, I kind of do. But then you're like, I don't know. So this is why this could be the sexiest one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it really. Or it could just turn you off. I have no idea. Or it could just weird you out. (laughs) So at any rate, whatever's going on is wildly uncomfortable. It's not something you should be looking at. And it's certainly not something that you want to see with someone who's going to make you uncomfortable. So while this is the shortest one, I think this is probably the The most uncomfortable. Most uncomfortable. By by far. By far. And again, this is the one that's going to stay with you at the end of the day uh, and years later and i i definitely have talked to people about this movie and have been like oh and that one scene with the bear and they're like what because they just block it out of their memory but yeah. <laughs> as soon as i remind them they're like oh, oh god yeah yeah and I, again like when we kind of talked about this earlier it's like this is one of those movies it's like oh it's a classic everybody should watch that oh there's nothing uncomfortable in there and it's like hey what about this and it's like oh oh yeah yeah forget about that so again super easy to miss if you want to it's a real quickie you can just pop out for a can of coke or your beverage of choice at that time or you could just look the other way or say hey everybody look over there and um you know do a drag race thing look over there (laughs) you know it's it's kind of something to see (laughs) too so it's completely up to you so i think those are our big uncomfortable don't look moments for the shining on the scale of one to ten how uncomfortable was this for you to watch with your parent so i i'm gonna rate this lower mainly knowing what's coming and just 
based on my experiences and the other stuff that we've seen, I, my, my ranking is probably going to be lower than a lot of other people's ranking for the same movie, but I'm going to give it a three. A three. I'm going to give this one a four. Um, I think maybe it's always a little bit more uncomfortable for the parent. I don't know. I feel like you always kind of know a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and I think your your mind just kind of goes a little bit further with it, and you kind of think on it too much. Like, did I just totally damage my kid by having them watch this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> part, part of the reason that I am going to give it such a low rating, though, is that the rest of the movie is so it's, good. It's so good. That I get, you I can forgive movie. some of it. Like, you're like, okay, I had to sit through that, but... Overall, I give this movie an 8 out of 10. I love this movie, and I'd watch it a million more times. I would also give it an 8 out of 10. It's a fantastic movie. I, I know the the final Kubrick movie, like the Kubrick to Kubrick journey that, oh, we're, that on, we're on, and I know how uncomfortable the, the end is going to be. I have not seen that one. So it's, it's, it's so it's, much more uncomfortable. It's one of your favorites, <laughs> right? This is, like it's I one mean, of your favorite general movies. I, right? I, I love it. I just think it's amazing. <laughs> but... I mean, it's not a great movie to watch with your daughter, even if she is an adult. So, yeah, I think it's an important piece of cinema, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be hard. I think we have some much harder ones coming up, so I would say this is probably a four. I think some of them coming up are going to rank much, much higher um, um, than than this one. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I would say 100% worth it. I would say you could probably grin and bear your way through a lot of this. Um... I, c- I think that the, the don't look moments are easily avoidable if you want to. I don't think it would be hard to get away from them. And if you don't want to get away from them, I think they happen quick enough that you could probably just grit your teeth and just kind of like look at your phone or something and pretend you didn't see them. So I think it, it's easily workable just to see a really awesome movie, you know, right. if you happen to be watching it with your parent or yeah. guardian and or little brother. Or this is one whoever. where like, on my uncomfortability scale, like, I would say you could even be, like, both sitting on the couch and probably be fine. I'll probably be okay. Yeah, there's some room, like, you want to be, like, in a different piece of furniture, possibly even a different room, but, yeah, like, this one. Yeah, yeah. I, thi- I think thin. if you're prepared, it's a lot easier, too. Yes, like, if well. you're going into a blind, you may want to sit in a different piece of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> Just All like right. don't look at each other. Yeah, just don't look. So I think that's uh, that's gonna do it for this first inaugural episode of the Don't Look Podcast. I just want to give you guys our contact info really quick. Um, if you want to reach us on the socials, we're on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Don't Look Podcast. Uh, we're not on Twitter. We don't really want to be on Twitter. If you guys really, really want us to be on Twitter, we'll consider it. But for now, we're staying off of Twitter. Um. Our email is don'tlookpodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us any theories about the movies that you have, movie suggestions, uh, any suggestions or comments you might have about our podcast. And if you really want, you can even send us your stories of um, your experiences in situations like this with your family. And after that, I just want to give out shout outs again to the wonderful colonial gardens absolutely beautiful nope, highly the recommend. colonial gardens nope, is, nope, the nope. <laughs> is, is a wonderful place i it was is, combining uh, both of our shout outs into a, a different place that col- we do go to colonial gardens is a uh, little garden, garden center, center that it's we have here which is also center. awesome <laughs> not so what i meant i was com- like but shout out to them too shout out to them too <laughs> bonus shout out go guys 
uh, Longwear Gardens. Longwear Gardens is, is what I want to give our first, shout out, our first one I shout yep. out to. In Kenneth Square, PA, if you're ever in Chester County, please check them out. Um, for the bathrooms alone, it's freaking awesome. But they also have, like, super cool plants. So fountains are amazing. Fountains like are amazing. Educational things are so cool. If you love plants, check them out. And shout out to our movie palace, our local movie palace, the Colonial Theater, which is where we saw The Shining for the first time. And we didn't even sit in the same row, so no. it was not th- that comfortable the first time <laughs> we saw it, just to remind you. <laughs> um, and this theater, you may know it from the movie The Blob. This is where the run out, famous run-out scene is filmed. We, they do host Blob Fest every year. Yep. Um, if you're a film geek at all, it is it is a fantastic place. Yes, it's show. a historical theater. The theater Amazing is, movies for the most part, the same as it was then. The only things that have been done are like restoration type deal. And yeah. they also expanded into the bank next door. It's absolutely beautiful theater. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of great movies to see. To There's it. some first run stuff. They have some art house stuff. Stuff on 35 millimeters. I just, just watched just Fight Club there last night. It was pretty... We, we're just gushing because <laughs> we just love it. We just love it. So <laughs> <laughs> shout out to them. I also want to give a quick shout out to Chuck, a.k.a. Dash Daring from the theater. He uh, was super kind and recorded our disclaimer for us that you heard at the beginning of the podcast. Thank you so much, Chuck, for doing that. You are amazing. Finally, one extra shout out is due for my coworker Amanda's amazing husband Marshall. He was able to put our theme song together, and it is honestly better than anything I could have imagined. Thank you so much. I absolutely love it. And I think uh, that's enough shout outs for today. And uh, it's time for me to go to bed because I just worked all night. So <laughs> for the don't look podcast, or just saying, go ahead and watch whatever you want. Just uh, don't look. Listen. Leave the sentence. This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. This is not entertaining <laughs> at all. This is horrible. No one's gonna listen to this. <laughs> 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 <laughs>